48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A Beijing official says that the central government will have jurisdiction over serious breaches of the new national security law. Lawyers question why the Justice Minister thinks the new legislation won't align with the SAR's common law system. And medical experts say it's time to relax a ban on public gatherings. A senior official at the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office says Beijing will exercise jurisdiction over the most serious national security cases that arise in Hong Kong. Priscilla Ng reports. Deng Zhenghua said that while the SAR should be responsible for most enforcement work and trials when the national security legislation takes effect, the central authorities should retain the right to exercise jurisdiction over extremely rare cases that severely threaten national security. Speaking at a basic law seminar in Shenzhen, the deputy head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said the arrangement won't undermine the SAR's independent judicial power, including that of final adjudication. He added that the national security law will have unchallenged authority. Mr. Deng defended the need for central government to base security agents in Hong Kong, saying this is the only way to ensure that the law is properly enforced. He said Hong Kong must still set up its own enforcement mechanisms as well. Meanwhile, a deputy director of the liaison office, Chen Dong, said that while countries have many different ways to clamp down on violence, Beijing had chosen to plug the loophole in the SAR through legislation. That, he said, shows the authorities are determined to rule China according to its constitution and legal framework. The Bar Association has questioned why the Secretary for Justice, Theresa Cheng, thinks it's impractical to expect that Beijing's national security law for Hong Kong will be in line with the SAR's common law system. The association said the basic law establishes that the common law system is the one practiced here. Association member Eric Shum says the common law contains important human rights safeguards that aren't clearly stated in the statutory and civil law systems. Open and transparent justice in terms of criminal procedure, the trial by jury, and the 48 hours detention is the maximum in our law. Habeas corpus is another example. All these should be applicable, notwithstanding the new law. Mr. Shum says this could lead to an interpretation of the basic law, which would deal a huge blow to the rule of law in Hong Kong. Executive Councillor and Senior Counsel Ronnie Tong has backed the Justice Minister's comments, saying it makes sense to say the new national security laws won't exactly be in line with Hong Kong's common law system, as that the laws will be drafted by the mainland. But he says human rights safeguards will still apply. When the national security law is enacted, it would become part of the law of Hong Kong. As such, all the safeguards relating to criminal procedure would, as a matter of logic uh, and being part of the system, apply. You therefore don't need to spell them out in the criminal legislation, just as in any other criminal legislation in Hong Kong. Medical experts say the ban on public gatherings of more than eight people should be relaxed outdoors, calling the restriction meaningless as other public activities resume with the easing of the coronavirus situation. Dr Leung Chi Chu from the Medical Association says crowds of far more than eight people can be seen in most public places. Chinese University professor David Hoy, who's advising the government on its coronavirus measures, also noted that the outbreak in Hong Kong had stabilised and that recent infections hadn't spread in the community.
Well, I don't think it makes sense to restrict the number of people outdoors. As you can see in the MTR stations and also in the bus stops, there are already lots of people. So how can you restrict the number of people when you resume normal work and also schools and normal activities? And with the reopening of Ocean Park and the planning uh, opening of the book fair uh, next month, I think we can actually relax the social distancing measures. Ten more neighbourhoods in Beijing are being locked down to try to contain the spread of a new coronavirus outbreak linked to a food market. A city official said cases had been found in a second wholesale market in northwestern Haijian district, and as a result, the market and nearby schools and communities will be closed. The mainland has reported 49 new coronavirus cases today, including 36 more in Beijing. Hong Kong Disneyland has announced it'll reopen from Thursday at a reduced capacity after months of closure because of the coronavirus pandemic. The theme park says annual pass holders can make reservations from today, while others can book their visit from tomorrow. It'll enforce social distancing measures, and taking pictures with Disney characters will be temporarily suspended. Guests need to make a health declaration, undergo temperature screening, and wear a face mask in the park. The Tourism Board has launched an online platform for local businesses, including tour companies, food and beverages firms, can freely promote special offers. The Board's Executive Director, Dane Cheng, says they hope to increase domestic consumption before other countries relax their travel bans later in the year. The Hong Kong Tourism Board, we are launching this um, campaign of holiday at Hong Kong to encourage our local consumption. It would be for a while. I think it will be at least for a couple of months, not until the last quarter of this year, before we can see any uh, larger scale of visits or traffic started to move again. The consumer watchdog has warned parents that it's found potentially cancer-causing chemicals in more than a dozen swim toys and aids for children. The Consumer Council detected polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, a potential carcinogen, in all 22 of the products it tested. The vice chairman of its research and testing committee, Lu Wing Chung, says that the findings are a concern as that the substances can be inhaled or cause an allergic reaction on the skin. Dr. Lu said the risk must not be underestimated. Well, I would advise that if you find the product have a strong plastic smell, you should place it in a well-ventilated area, allow the smell go away, and then only use it when the smell disappears. At the same time, actually, we also urge the manufacturer try to minimize or try to reduce the amount of hydrocarbons, including lecithin, during the production of the products to ensure the product quality. Dr. Lewis said that more than 70% of the swim toys they tested also fell short of European safety standards. He said the risks included the products losing buoyancy, safety buckles accidentally releasing and seams breaking apart. He said the council was particularly concerned about collar rings for babies. The council reiterated that when using the baby collar rings that if this is too big and too loose, there may be a chance that the baby will be drowned. But if it is too tight, actually it may press against the trachea and cause breathing problem. And also it may uh, pressurize on the baby's carotid sinus in the neck and resulting slowdown of heart rate and drop in blood pressure. Severe case could even cause a shock. 
The Breastfeeding Mothers Association says that the government should make employers provide break times for nursing mothers to express milk. The group welcomed the passage of an amendment to the Sex Discrimination Ordinance in LegCo last week, making it illegal to discriminate against breastfeeding mothers. Its chairwoman, JC Chan, said with increased public awareness of the issue, they were already receiving fewer complaints from mothers. She says she hopes the legislation can go one step further. What can be done more is the government can make it mandatory, so put it into regulation, perhaps in the labour law. Any employees that return back to work and that are breastfeeding need to be entitled to breastfeeding breaks that are paid. That would make it obvious to all the employers and mandatory for all employers as well as employees to recognise that each breastfeeding mother does have their needs and it needs to be accommodated by the company. A court in the Philippines has convicted the prominent journalist Maria Ressa of libel. Ms Ressa, a critic of President Rodrigo Duterte, was found guilty by the court in Manila, along with a former writer for her news website, Rappler. They've been released on bail pending appeal. Speaking after the verdict, Ms Ressa said they'd been targeted because of their criticism of the government. If we can't hold power to account, we can't do anything. If we can't do our jobs, then your rights will be lost. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has revealed plans to set up a government commission to examine all aspects of racial inequality in Britain. He said he'd made the decision following the large anti-racism demonstrations sparked by the death of George Floyd in the US city of Minneapolis three weeks ago. When thousands of people march peacefully for Black Lives Matter, I can't ignore the strength of their feeling. We have to look at discrimination in uh, the education system, uh, in health, in the uh, criminal justice system. We have to look at all ways in which it affects black and minority ethnic groups. And so we're going to have cross-governmental commission to look at what is going on. Thousands of people have joined the latest Black Lives Matter protests in the United States. Crowds again gathered gathered in Washington near the White House. In Los Angeles, a large group group of LGBT protesters marched with rainbow flags to denounce police brutality, racism and transphobia. These people explained why they were taking part. We're living in the new civil rights movement. We're respecting civil rights movement and also LGBT history with Stonewall. So this is just a continuation of what our forefathers and foremothers have done for us. You have to keep pressure. You have to fight for what you know is right. And George Floyd is not the first. And as we've seen just since his murder, he's not the last. So until real change happens, you can't let up. I'm just sick and tired of our black people dying in the streets for no reason. The Afghan government has accused the Taliban of increasing its attacks as both sides move towards possible peace talks. Here's the BBC's Warren Bull. The Afghan government and the Taliban observed a ceasefire during the Muslim festival of Eid al-Fitr in May. Since then, the Interior Ministry spokesman Tariq Aryan says attacks on government targets have escalated, with more than 220 in the past week alone. He accused the Taliban of being behind two recent attacks on mosques in Kabul, which the militants have denied. A Taliban spokesman says the number of its assaults has actually been lower than in the past. Kabul and the Taliban had previously signalled that they were getting closer to peace talks. A short time of financial news a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24.056. That's 246 points down on the previous close. 
Currency is the US dollars trading at 107.16 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 12 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 70 cents. Sport now, here's Atom Chung. We start with golf, the US PGA Tour's first event since the coronavirus stoppage wrapped up in Texas, where Daniel Berger won the Charles Schwab Challenge through a playoff. The BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball was there. Yes, it's been won in dramatic fashion by the 27-year-old American Daniel Berger in a playoff against 23-year-old fellow American Colin Morikawa, who missed a very short putt from inside four feet to bogey that 17th and hand the title to Daniel Berger. Berger, who's got quite some story himself, having gone through 18 months of battling back from a, a finger injury that became a wrist injury. He was really quite emotional uh, in his post-round interview, but uh, a really entertaining, dramatic tournament, despite the obvious lack of crowds, uh, to welcome uh, PGA Tour top-level golf back in the United States. Justin Rose, very close to uh, getting into that playoff uh, in the final round today, finished just one shot off the lead at 14 under par. Bryson DeChambeau as well, who's been a big story this week, having bulked up and hit the ball absolutely miles he was also one shot out of the playoff it was toing and froing all the way to the end Daniel Berger eventually coming out on top and a really poor day uh, for Rory McIlroy unfortunately started at 10 under par but four over for his round today uh, finishing well out of it at six under par Daniel Berger the winner in Texas it was a third PGA Tour title for Berger, who reflected on what it means to be the first player to win coming back from the coronavirus shutdown. You know, it's just a range of emotions. I mean, I've I've grinded so hard the last like two months to, to be in this position, and um, I'm just so thankful that uh, that all the hard work paid off. You know, when I came back, I came back stronger than you know I ever have before, and and I wanted it more than I ever have before, and uh, it's just it's the greatest feeling in the world. Now to football in Spain, where Real Madrid resumed their La Liga campaign with a 3-1 home win over Abar. Tony Cruz, Sergio Ramos and Marcelo all scored in the first half as they closed the gap on leaders Barcelona to just two points. With the Bernabeu Stadium being renovated, manager Zinedine Zidane's 200th game in charge was played at the club's training ground, which will host all of their remaining fixtures this season. Elsewhere in Spain, Athletic Bilbao drew 1-0 with Atletico Madrid, and it was the same score between Real Sociedad and Osasuna. In Germany, Schalke extended their winless run in the Bundesliga to 13 games after conceding a late own goal in a one-all draw against Bayer Leverkusen, who moved up to fourth. Augsburg were 1-0 winners over Mainz. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. A Beijing official says that the central government will have jurisdiction over serious breaches of the new national security law. Lawyers question why the Justice Minister thinks the new legislation won't be in line with the SAR's common law system, and medical experts say it's time to relax a ban on the public gatherings. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 15th of June, is today's date and a brand new week of programming for you. Many thanks, sir, for Phil for the morning brew. We do have a jam packed show today. First of all, we're going to kickstart uh, by chatting with Anna Fenton about addictions and how to manage and prevent them. Are there ways, are there symptoms, and is there really a cure towards addictions? Anna Fenton is the founder of Counseling Confidential, and she'll be chatting with us just after half past one. And uh, after the two o'clock news, we continue uh, with our regular fitness coach guest, Nathan Sawlier, and we'll be getting an update uh, about the six pillars of health. Um, that'll be after the two o'clock news. And finally, on this week's uh, Trash Talk after 2.30, Marcy Trent Long talks to Feeding Hong Kong's Gabrielle Kirstein about their efforts in reducing food waste and also providing food for those in need. And we want to hear from you as well. Feel free to drop us an email. Our email address is 123show at rthk.hk that's 123 show at rthk.hk you can also find us on Facebook which is Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 and as usual there'll be great music coming your way this Monday afternoon let's go back to 1990 